Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilfert, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. And I'm back for another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. I know it's been a while, but I got to the end of summer and just kind of felt like I needed to commit some time with my kids before they went back to school. And then I kind of had this like moment of I'm showing up here every Thursday for you with a new episode. And I just need for my own sake at the moment to show up when I show up. So if you don't see an episode from me every Thursday, I'm not sorry about it (laughs) because boundaries are good. But know that I will be here when I have something to say. I don't want to force episodes and then it just feels kind of pointless and waste your time. Well, it wouldn't be a waste of time, right? But put my time in when I really have a message for you and not force it. So that's kind of where I'm at. And today I have a message for you because my husband and I celebrated our 14th wedding anniversary this week and I shared on social media 14 things that I have learned in 14 years of marriage and I just want to talk about those more. So I know that a few episodes ago I talked about marriage but I didn't touch on all of these points and so I'm going to briefly touch on some of these some more than others because there have been things lately where I'm like wow is that is that really that cool Um, about like my marriage to my husband? So I was talking to my dad the other day and he was talking to somebody from my hometown and telling him how we go on weekly date nights. And he was like, wow, they do? Like it was like a shock and surprise kind of thing. And I, I just kind of am like, it shouldn't be out of the norm. (laughs) For me to date my husband, for any wife to date her husband, and I think it is. So I'm going to start there, and that's really skipping way ahead on my list of my 14, but it's number six. It's make intentional time for each other, and I have a whole episode about at-home date ideas because it depends on what phase of life you're in. Right now, I'm in a phase of life where our kids are big enough to stay home for a couple hours by themselves. You might still be in the phase where you need a babysitter and you can't afford to do all of the date night things. So find ways to date at home. And I have a whole episode dedicated to that. But either way, making intentional time for each other shouldn't be on the back burner. I mean, first and foremost, you were a couple before you were parents. And you're going to be a couple after your kids have flown the coop. And so I, we always talk about to our kids, like, why do we go on date nights? And, you know, they, they've said before, like, I don't, none of my friends' parents go on dates. Not like in a, why do you always go on dates? Like, woe is me kind of thing. But just like, a, I don't know many people, <laughs> like just straight up fact, uh, who go on dates. And we always tell them, like, we are going to be just mom and dad, Clay and Amber, 
at home someday because you girls are going to be off at college or doing your own adult life and we still have to like each other. And they have gotten to an age where they are like, oh, you guys are so gross, but also you can tell that they love it. And I love that we're setting that example for them. So even at home, like setting that intentional time for each other to have, you know, after bedtime time together, instead of getting caught up in doing a crazy long bedtime routine, it is okay to do a short bedtime routine and have some extra time together. Or you stay up later. Like last night, I typically go to bed between like, I don't know, 9 and 9.15 when we're hanging out after bedtime at home. And last night it was almost 10 o'clock because sometimes I just want extra time with him and I know he's worth like quote unquote losing that extra time um, of sleep sometimes because time together is so important to feel connected. So number one on the list was choose each other every day. You are going to get annoyed with each other. You are going to get frustrated with each other. You're going to get irritated and agitated by some of the things they do or don't do. So choosing to love your spouse is a choice every day. And the rest of these things that I'll talk about will kind of help you to choose your spouse every day. And one of those things is to acknowledge when he does something that you appreciate. We had gotten to a point where it felt like all we were doing was criticizing each other. And we were like, how do we fix this? Because it just feels so negative. And so we started shifting our perspective and our mindset. And we started acknowledging when the other person does something that we appreciate. For example, I came home the other night and he had swapped out the dishes in the dishwasher. And I let him know that. Where in the past, it wouldn't necessarily, I, w- I would wait kind of, right? Until like I came home that one time and the kitchen wasn't clean and then I'd be ticked. You know, that's not very productive. Even simple things like the laundry basket was on the steps and he carried it up for me. Thanks for carrying up the laundry basket. Or he cooked dinner or he grabbed something at the store for me or he picked a kid up from an activity Those little things of appreciation make a big difference in the long run. And with that, kind of goes along with like acknowledging that we are on the same team. Don't assume intent, apologize when you hurt his feelings, and forgive him when he hurts yours. There was one point uh, where we had like a, a, a quite a big argument for us. We do not yell at each other. And I had raised my voice. I I don't even know what it was about anymore. But we had, after that, just a conversation about some rules, essentially, that we put into play about when we had a disagreement because I was assuming things and getting really angry and I'm an emotional human. And that's not who I want. I don't, in the same way, I don't want to yell at my kids. I never want to yell at my husband. And he's the same way. So he and I had a conversation about like what happens when like one of us irritates the other or hurts the other person. So one of those things was to never assume intent, right? Never assume that he intentionally said something to hurt your feelings or the way he said something, ask about it, talk about it before you just assume that he did that to to tick you off or that he's mad at you or whatever. So just that open communication, which is another 
point that I said, um, communicate, 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 have the open communication about what happened. Talk about it. And you also need to, one of those other rules that we had is acknowledge the other person's feelings. Whether you meant to hurt his feelings or not, if you did, apologize. His feelings shouldn't be brushed under the rug because that wasn't your intent to hurt his feelings. Does that make sense? So sometimes I'll acknowledge like, wow, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. I definitely didn't mean to and I'm sorry that it happened. And just kind of leave it. Instead of fighting back, instead of saying, I'm sorry I did this, but this ticked me off. Like that's not an apology. That's passive aggression. Don't do that. A straight up apology when you hurt his feelings. He does the same to me. I'm sorry. Like not too long ago, I just said, I <laughs> I kind of like snapped just like in general, I was like mentally overloaded. And I'm like, I'm sick of my role around here. I'm sick of having to clean up after everybody. I'm being the maid and I'm being the cook and I'm being the everything. And I'm sick of it. Like, can't somebody else pick up dirty socks lying around the house? Um, and he he acknowledged. He's like, I'm sorry that I haven't been helpful around here. No excuses. It was just, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry that I did this thing to hurt you. And it has been incredibly healing for us. And it's helped to have that conflict, but to be able to move forward. Like, you know, thinking about that we are on the same team. We want the same outcome here. We are not intentionally out there taking each other off or ignoring the other person's needs. So don't assume intent. Apologize. Accept his apology. Forgive it and move on. Uh, and just remember that you're on the same team, okay? Those things have been really helpful for us when we miscommunicate or we struggle with with something. Know his love language and speak it. I've talked about this a thousand million times. <laughs> the importance of love languages, so knowing his is time and physical touch, that makes that time together even more important, because as much as I love time together, I also love when he cleans the kitchen for me. Or I love when he tells me how great I am. <laughs> and being good about loving each other in your love languages is so wonderful if you can learn to do that. And then that also comes back to acknowledging when the other person does that. So he had texted me last week and just recognized that I have been trying to, not trying to, that I've been better and awesome about his love languages. And for him to acknowledge that as a words of affirmation girl was words of affirmation and filled my love tank. And he, you know, said more things than that within that text message that he had sent me that day. But recognizing how the other person feels loved and sometimes making sacrifices to make it happen like I'm not always in the mental state. I'm sometimes I'm just exhausted at the end of the day. Okay, there it is. I'm just exhausted of making decisions. I'm exhausted from momming and from work and from all of the things. Now I have to put an intentional time with my husband. I'm tired. However, there's a balance between taking care of yourself and also just sucking it up and being with your husband because that is also important. And you have to know your own self to know like what do you need. And there are nights where I say, 
I just can't tonight. I just need to go to bed. And that's okay too. But if you're doing that more often than you are spending time with him, then your marriage is going to struggle. So there are times where I am tired and I don't necessarily want to have sex or I don't even just want to snuggle because that's not my thing. But I do it anyway because I know that's what he wants. Or I will just walk by him in the kitchen and slide my hand along his back as I'm walking by him. Those little physical touch things are so good for him to feel loved by me. So knowing your spouse's love language and speaking it. And yes, making physical time a priority. Sex is good for your marriage. Sex is really good for your marriage. But I also understand that we as women and wives, as moms, we want to feel emotionally connected in order to have sex with our husband. And so knowing that you can have that conversation with him, like I'm not in a space emotionally to give myself to you physically and here's why or here's what's missing and having that open conversation and again remembering we're on the same team. He wants you to feel loved. He's just not been doing it lately and he maybe just needs to be reminded of that and not in a bitter and mean and spiteful way but he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And if you expect him to know your feelings, then you're going to be let down just straight up. But there have been times where, you know, we haven't been the most connected and then we have a conversation and then we have sex. And man, like between the conversation and the sex, like you just feel so much better. You just truly do. So making physical time a priority, a super cliche easy thing is to connect your google calendars I don't know what you use as far as your calendars go but I have my physical planner where I write down my week but we have a shared calendar where our google calendars are connected so I know when he has pinball work and he knows when I have meetings at church at night or when I have soccer board meetings that leaves way less room for miscommunication it also helps us to know as the kids get older and in activities what activity is happening at what time? Do we both need to be driving to separate activities at the same time? And so it allows for us to kind of plan ahead and not that last minute like, well, I need you to drive to this one. Well, you didn't tell me that and it's not on our calendar. Okay, so connecting your Google calendars, at least for us, has been super awesome. A few more. So flirt often, obviously. Just a little slap on the butt here and long hug there. And uh, it kind of goes with laughing together. And we, I had a whole episode about this a couple episodes ago about how wonderful it can be to laugh together. Um, and one of the ways that we have done this lately is by just finding random questions online. Questions to get to know each other better, but also funny questions. Like we've done some would you rathers and They've been dumb and we have, it has led us to laughing our butts off and laughing together is just, it's awesome. And in his card this week for uh, what I gave him for our anniversary, I just said like, I love the way you still make me laugh 16 years later because we've been together for 16 years. And I think just allowing yourself to let go of the seriousness of life and just enjoy being together laughing at the dumb things that happen, being present in the moment is 
just beautiful. Lastly is to pray for him every day. Pray for your marriage every day. And that's just a given, right? And pray that you can be the wife that he deserves. Pray that you know how to be the wife that will help him get to heaven someday. And pray for those those little things. Not that God would change him, right? That's not why we pray, but that sometimes we need that change of heart with our husband. Pray that he is a faithful man and filled with the love of, of the Lord and that he is protected and safe and all, and all those things. So prayer, obviously, is just totally important as well. I got married young. We were really young. I was 21 and he was 23. And at the time, I didn't feel super young. But now I look back and I'm like, how have I been married for 14 years? And yet, my marriage is so strong. Uh, our relationship is so much stronger now than it ever has been because of these things that we've learned and we continue to grow together. And these have been some of the crucial parts of why our marriage is really stronger than ever. It is not to say we don't have downtimes, and I've talked about those a little bit here, but we have times that are hard. We have struggles. We have arguments. We have miscommunications. But because of these things that we have learned, we have been able to get out of them and really come out stronger on the other end. And so take these things to heart. And if you're not in this place with your marriage, just pick one of them. And I guess if I had to recommend which one of those it would be, well, prayer, always important at the top of the list. But the other thing is to... Speak his love language. If you're not in a place of feeling super connected right now, the best thing you can do is to just start loving him in the way that he feels loved. And don't wait around for him to love you in the way that you love. Of course, that is the hope. But one of you has to start. And so just start it because then he picks up on it. And hopefully it just starts to reciprocate back and forth. So I pray that this episode blesses your marriage blesses you as a wife, and that you, when you get to 14 years, when you get to 40 years, when you get to 60 years, that you can look back and realize how much these little things really have added up to build the strong marriage that you hope and desire. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.